Last week, we talked about the alarming rise in auto theft in our country. Some of the stats that we went over at that time. 45% increase in Toronto in 2022, year over year. 18% increase in Alberta. 25% increase in Calgary. It's big business now. That's part of the problem. Not all of the cases, but a lot of these cases are organized crime. The guest we had last week told us about how they've actually found some of these stolen trucks from Alberta in Dubai. They've traced them there. They know they're there. We've had, we've had guests on talking about, you know, taking a look at used car sites in overseas areas and things like that. And they still have license plates from Ontario or Alberta on the vehicles they're reselling in some far flung country where they've been shipped to, uh, these luxury vehicles. So we know what's happening in some instances, not all of them. Um, but we're talking about billions of dollars now every single year. We're all going to end up paying for that, right? Insurance costs, all the rest of it. So what's happening and what can we do to stop it? We're going to speak with Michael Rota, president and CEO of Canadian Financing and Leasing Association. Organization recently uh, put out a whole report on this. Michael, thank you for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Well, thank you for the opportunity, Shay. Yeah, let's just start with your take on the current crisis. I mean, uh, is it a crisis? Is it out of control like we hear from some other analysts? Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, the report that we just issued uh, last week shows that in the Toronto area, um, uh, auto theft is up about 300% uh, year over year. Um, and that's in an aggregate amount. If you look at the most recent data that we have um, on a per capita basis, uh, Edmonton is actually number five. So it's not just a Toronto-centric issue. It goes from coast to coast to coast. Yeah, and it's it, there's different vehicles being targeted in different areas, which which I'm wondering, when we talk about auto theft, it's always happened, but has there been a big change in terms of organized crime rings? Like, How prominent is that? When we talk about auto theft, is it what's the typical driver of it? So auto theft has always been uh, a key element of any organized crime. It helps to sort of pay for the, to get those guns and fentanyl and things into the country. Uh, we used to have provincial auto theft teams, but I think they became victims of their own successes. We saw a precipitous drop in auto theft over the years uh, from t- uh, 20, the, the early 2000s onwards. Those teams were disbanded, and I think we took our eye off the ball. You combine that with supply chain constraints that we're seeing coming out of the pandemic, making it difficult to get vehicles. And also that compared to our southern neighbor, Canada is a high reward, low risk environment for for thieves and criminals. It all combines and you get this big uh, uptick in, in, in thefts for this year. When we talk about cost, I mean, how do you put a dollar figure on it? Do we know what it is? Obviously, it's got to be billions of dollars, right? So the Insurance Bureau of Canada, which really tracks these numbers, because they're the ones hardest hit in terms of like like dollars for dollar, uh, sizes this as a billion dollars a year cost to Canadians, and it impacts Jeez. consumers, financiers, manufacturers, and of course the insurance companies. Um, in the report that you released last week, you outlined a few different ways that we can try and stop this, or at least slow this down. I don't know if you can ever stop it. So let's go through them first. And you mentioned it earlier: law enforcement that are dedicated to the problem of auto theft. You want to see that come back, right? That's correct. And we've seen some movement there. So we participated in a uh, all police chiefs uh, summit uh, held by Peel region uh, a couple of months back. The Ontario government has just around uh, $50 million to recreating and constituting the uh, auto theft team and adding on uh, dedicated prosecutors who will understand the prosecutions of these things. We'd like to see more of that. An area that we particularly like to see it is at the Canadian Border Services Agency, who are focusing on keeping you know those drugs and fentanyl from coming into the country, but not participating in the conversation of stopping 
the organized crime from getting those vehicles, stolen vehicles out to fund that kind of activity. What's the cost of that? I mean, like you say, you're seeing it in some provinces. I mean, in terms of cost benefit, obviously that's being done. Uh, where does that shake out? Is it worth it in the long run? Oh, absolutely. I mean, this, as I said, this isn't just a property crime. And, and you know, you put air quotes around that word just because it's a violation of, of the individual security. We're also seeing a precipitous rise in carjacking. So violent crime is now creeping into the into the environment. Um, so this is, you know, it's not a small problem. It's part of a larger problem that we really need to address. Uh, you also talk about a federal presence, getting the federal government or perhaps, I mean, some sort of federal entity, an office, if you will, that's focused on this problem. Why? Why what, what are you lacking there and what would that change? It's, it's the coordination, right? So, you know, you're not just this is that proverbial, someone touches the elephant's trunk, they, they tuck touch the tail, they touch the body, and they're seeing different things. Yeah. But if you get the overall picture, you can better coordinate and interdict. And the last thing we want to see is, you know, I mentioned earlier, Ontario's uh, started uh, yeah. down the road towards a provincial auto theft team, and it just pushes the problem over to Quebec or, or you know, to, to Manitoba. So you want to make sure that we have a cross-country solution. And I, you know, I would I would submit that it's, it's a small department in the overall federal budget really wouldn't, you know, it wouldn't move the needle in terms of their budget, but it certainly would move the needle in terms of sort of stopping and interdicting these thefts. Some of the things that you talked about, I think, are, make really good sense, because I think I learned some things reading through the report. Uh, you know, education for owners, vehicle owners, around some of the technology involved here that, you know, like you, you mentioned something about don't leave your fob by the front door, because it can, I mean, explain why that's a risk. Yeah, it's, you know, it's sort of funny. The the anti-theft technology that the manufacturers built into their vehicles to help bring down that early 2000 number of thefts has now been co-opted by the criminals. So uh, if you've got a vehicle where it's a push-button start to the vehicle, you then have a fob that's constantly sending out a signal and waiting for the vehicle to receive it. And what criminals will do is they will drive around, they will target vehicles in a certain neighborhood, and they will wait outside. And if you leave your key fob too close to the front door, they're able to receive that signal and then create, use it on a device to then steal your vehicle. Or even if you're walking down the streets, if you've got a particularly high-value vehicle, they'll follow you and get and get the signal from that. So, you know, people who are driving, so for example, like a Ford F-150 in certain areas is very high demand. We would recommend these little pouches are called Faraday bags that block yeah. the signal. You put your key in the Faraday bag, put that in your pocket. And it's there's no silver bullet. It doesn't mean that your car can't be stolen. It just means it's harder to steal it from you, and hopefully they'll they'll move on to somebody else. And then hopefully that other person will also take precautions, and will just make it much more difficult to operate in the in the country. I see. I didn't even know that was possible. I had no idea. When we talk about the tech, I mean, obviously this is something that we've thought would make things better, but like you say, it can be used against us, right? Is there technology we can deploy or develop? Like, can't we just shut the vehicle off if it's stolen? Can't we have a kill switch or a tracking? I mean, there's got to be ways we can use tech to our advantage, too. So there's there's built-in tracking as a system. So think of OnStar, OnStar, for example, but those can be defeated. So what we're seeing, again, for those individuals who have high-value vehicles or vehicles that are targeted in their jurisdiction or area, uh, putting on third-party tracking uh, systems, even anti-theft system where there might be a secondary ignition or you have to flip the switch to then allow the vehicle to get that signal from your fob. Now, that all comes with a cost, um, so that's not available to everyone. But again, you know, it's in the report, we've really tried to focus on short-term, medium-term, long-term solutions, low-cost solutions, and then high-tech, which would require capital investment solutions. 
and there will be no silver bullet there. And there's no one individual or jurisdiction or stakeholder that can solve it. And so what we're trying to do is just bring those various stakeholders across the spectrum together to, in their small way, address the issue. So, Michael, how does that work happen? How do you get those groups together and get some of your ideas implemented? How does that process begin? So as an association, we're very active on that front. So we're in, we're in contact with Peel Regional Police, Montreal Police, which the uh, dealing with the Port of Authority in Montreal. Uh, we've been in Ottawa last week. We go across the province. We speak with stakeholders and, and talk to them about these, these issues. Try to raise awareness through calls like this. And then not just identify a problem. We all know the problem. Have concrete solutions and say, we're willing as an industry to step up and do our part. Will you step up with us? All right, let's see. It's it's just a growing problem, and uh, we'll see where it goes from here. Michael, thank you so much for your time today. I really do appreciate you being here.